At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Weird Night. Good evening. You're watching BBC Two. Welcome to Weird Night. Coming up this evening... At 8.40, the 40-in review of the year charts the most bizarre events of 1994. Everything you're about to see has yet to be explained. But then when you get in, it's like, it's a wreck. And, and we go in, and all the floors are like a wreck and rotten and stuff. And I looked at the wall and there was like a little piece of paper stuck on the wall, Ooh. right? And I said, what's this here? So I wandered over, right? Got right up close to it and somebody had wrote-ed. <laughs> <laughs> somebody had wrote-ed? No. Oh. Some... Somebody had wrote-ed. There's a little sign there, right? And I go up to it and it says, flies, right, with an arrow, flies, like, flies this way. Yeah. Right? I think that's that's a bit weird. So I follow the arrow, right? Which goes to this corner where there's a shelf. About three thousand dead flies on it. Oh my god. Condom stuck on the top. <laughs> that's, right. that's weird, isn't that it? That is weird. That is, that weird. is weird. All night long, weird night on BBC Two. Uh, and there's, there's loads of stuff on the floor and that bits of paper. Picked up this bit of paper, right? And it had, uh, like, in biro and that, it looked really old, like it'd been there years. And it had uh, uh, something like, need nappies, dummy, right? Uh, blankets, blah, blah, all this, like, all stuff for, like... And I turned it over, right, and it said, none of this now needed, baby dead. <laughs> right. Now that's weird, isn't it? This is Weird Night. Hello, you're watching BBC Two. And I stood and watched, and uh, from around behind a big tree, there was a black deal looking at me, and it had a peaked, pointed head. Swung my arm in a big arc, and I said, uh, I yelled out, Hi, Sasquatch, come on down. Bigfoot is gigantopithecus, and it's still here.
start. You want to start emails? No, you do your thing first. You said, you said you had something. Let's something, talk about your thing. Had something a little weird happen? It wasn't actually me. Uh, Megan had something a little weird happen. What did she do now? This goes out to all the listeners out there who say there's no such thing or everything is a coincidence or whatever that that motto was. Um. So, her grandmother passed away three years ago. Uh, one of the things that I neglected to mention on our very first podcast is that shelf where things kept falling off. Um, there was a little urn of her ashes up there and a picture of her. So uh, it was one of the things that I had forgot about whenever I mentioned that, but uh, that may become more relevant here. Well, now we're going to have to go edit all those <laughs> old podcasts. Um, Son of a... So it was three years ago this uh, last Thursday to the day. And, um, you know, without getting into the story too much, she was she was pretty much the most you know, she helped raise her, so she was pretty much the most important person to her, so it was a big deal. And um, so a couple things about her grandmother are her favorite bird was a cardinal, and her favorite candy was Peeps. The little marshmallow mm-hmm. <laughs> things that come out at, around Easter. So this past week, um, we started having cardinals show up to the house for the first time ever in our life. We've had bird baths out, we've had bird feeders out, and we just started having cardinals show up, which was you know whatever. I, I, I didn't really put the two together, and I don't think she did until. Thursday when a FedEx box showed up at the house unexpectedly and she gets it, opens it up, pulls out a box of peeps, like this big kind of like four pack box of peeps. And this is, I mean, we're recording this in, in May. I mean, we're well past Easter at this point. And so we were both like, what, who in the world is sending peeps to the house? And on that day of all days, the th- the anniversary of her grandmother's death, and you know, of all things that she likes, were, were peeps. So she find she figures out the return address, and it's a guy that she knows who's a, a realtor. And she called him and was like, "She's like, there's no way you could have known this, but this is my grandmother's favorite candy, and this box of peeps just happened to show up at her." at our door from your address. And he said, yeah, um, back, whatever, a month and a half ago, he had sent out a bunch of boxes of peeps to his clients, such kind of like a, hey, it's springtime, come check out the new houses type. Like he would include his business card, right? Like realtors do dumb shit like that. So, and he and he had meant to send one just to her just because not not that we're looking for a house but just because he knew her and just meant to send one to us but he ran out of stamps and so this box of peeps had sat on his desk for a month and a half until the other day when he was like oh i ought to send that out and just randomly decided to send it out and it arrived on that day and so she was she was completely tripped out by it and i was too like it's such a random thing to show up at the house of all days. Yeah. 
That's weird. Yeah. Um, and and then you know you you pair that with the Cardinals showing up, and she she felt that was some sort of sign. But uh, the Peeps thing weirded me out a little bit. So I'm I'm on the lookout for more activity at the house now that things have picked up. <laughs> what was her grandmother's name? Peggy. Perfect. Yeah. You just need to start watching King of the Hill <laughs> nonstop, especially the, the Summoner. Yes, super Peggy. Yeah, so that was a that was a weird bit of coincidence, and you know I don't. I mean, it's not like it came out of the blue. We we clearly know who it came from, and there's a reasonable explanation of why it showed up. But just the timing of it all, and the fact that he had run out of just one stamp short, and had that sitting there for a month and a half, and then decided to send it. That's weird. Yeah. So. Based on your recommendation, I got Google Photo mm-hmm. going. and It's a good service. Yeah. And one of the things that it does is uh, it does that rediscover this day thing where it'll put like a collage together on a specific day. Yeah. As you get in that week. So we're here on the 10th or the 11th or the 12th. It may now be the 13th. Actually. I believe it's the 14th. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's no, now the 15th. It's the 15th. <laughs> so since after midnight. So now that I covered that it could be any of five days that we're, <laughs> we're here. That's great. Well, the other day I was looking through it. I'd gotten um, one of those rediscover this day collages. And it was uh, a bunch of pictures of me from Lake Tahoe. Oh. Which was two years ago right now. Yeah. But the funny thing about that is is that it made me realize that night that I was out could technically have even been past midnight when that happened. I don't know. It was late at night. Maybe when it you, was. When you were n- nearly missing 411. Yeah. But that would have been May the 16th. Because mm. the next day was the day that Poppy died, which Poppy stole my birthday from my family. <laughs> <laughs> Such a terrible thing. It is. <laughs> but that was really weird. Made me realize that, oh, that was right now. Yeah. And Google Photo alerted me to that. Very fact, because I would have thought, you know, I even think I said that that was like the spring, but that it, I'd forgot that it was then. Welcome to the show. Welcome to OK Talk. Ye people. I want to say thank you to all of you. Your support is greatly appreciated. We've had a lot of really good response to the last couple things that we've put up and I imagine that we probably have a few new listeners now judging mm-hmm. from the amount of people who are saying hey this popped up on my feed happy to check you guys out so welcome new listeners welcome new listeners now here is your charge <laughs> go and rate and review the show especially in iTunes Yes, in iTunes. We're also officially up on Google Play now. 
So if you prefer that, then you can find us just by searching. I have confirmed that we are there. There's so many people that just listen to stuff via YouTube. we got to get the YouTube channel rolling. Yeah, start uploading the shows there. Mm. That's not a bad idea. No, it's just work. Yeah. It's just extra work. <laughs> extra. But, um, no, seriously, thank you for uh, all the kind words and everything. And I did want to share with you a couple of emails that I got that was funny. Mm-hmm. Send in to oktalkpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And these are a couple of people that I've had an ongoing correspondence with. This first one comes from Donnie. What up, Donnie? He says, hey, pal. So I just listened to your last show about that sexy swamp squatch calling you. That shat is bananas. <laughs> so you seem like you're a lot like me, always messing around and having a good time and trying to make everyone laugh, especially yourself. I'm a city boy, wicked into Bigfoot, though, but I know dick about the woods. <laughs> so going squatching anytime soon probably isn't going to happen. So to make up for this, when I'm walking my dog, taking out the trash, taking my baby, who's three months old, for a walk, I do Sasquatch calls. I'm partial to the Ohio howl. <laughs> I also do squatch grunts and whoops all day at my full-time job. I'm an electrician by day. Most of the guys that I work with hate it because I scare them all day long with random grunts and whoops. What a nightmare. The other day while I was walking my dog and my daughter, Reagan is her name in case you're wondering, I started doing Bigfoot calls. Ray loves them. She laughs and laughs and laughs, so I keep doing them. I get about half a mile away from my home. I live in a town called Balirico which is a suburb 20 miles north of Boston. A cop comes around the corner, pulls up to me and says, Hey bro, question. You see or hear anyone making loud, crazy noises? <laughs> I guess because I had my kid with me, he didn't think it would have been me. Clearly not. So I looked him dead in the eye and said, No sir, but I hear those howls. And I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure they're what is called an Ohio Bigfoot call. The look on his face was priceless. He couldn't tell if I was serious, if I was fucking with him, or if I was just batshit crazy. <laughs> he said, well, um, we got some calls about a, well, a, a Bigfoot call being made, and uh, we were asked to come by and drive by and see what was going on. I replied by telling him that if I see Bigfoot, I'd ask him to quiet down, told the cop to have a great day, and walked home. <laughs> Thought the story might make you laugh a little bit. That's awesome. That's from Donnie. And then another email from one of my favorite people, Jera, mm-hmm. old Jera Bear, who's out in California. And this cracked me up. So I'm up at this place called Klamath, California, working on a project. Basically, it's the headquarters for the Uruk tribe. I'm in a meeting with a bunch of dudes when we have a slow spot. And in my usual crazy manner, I toss out a, hey, you guys want to hear something? I play them your recording from Arkansas. I don't preface it with where it was recorded, what I thought it might be, or anything else. All of a sudden, here goes a conversation about Sasquatch. All these cats knew exactly what it was and started sharing some crazy stories. 
The best by far was one about two little Sasquatch kids eating dog food at this guy's <laughs> brother-in-law's house. According to him, they're real cute when they're little, and man, they sure can scoot up a tree. <laughs> Me and a couple of my really crazy buds plan on using your recording to see if we can get one of the local guys to yodel back at us because he thinks some new girls might be in town. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. That's awesome. Yes, yes. I've seen a lot. I mean, I, I'm not joking when I say there was a lot of response to to that last episode with with David Ellis which was great by the way I like I I wouldn't listen to it again after having sat through that interview and I feel like I heard things that I didn't pick up on the first time yeah and he, just his story of monkeys in the woods and what happened to him is fascinating yeah totally yeah. he's uh he's awesome and much more to come. Much more to come from that new friendship. Yeah. I look forward to it. What else are we going to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> we have absolutely nothing planned. <laughs> Dick ready to go. Well, thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> That's all we've got. It a 10-minute episode. All you right. Did? What's that? You want to do this? Uh, What's this? You want to talk about Giants? Talk about Giants. I also went to the Scarborough Fair last weekend. No. Was that weekend before last? I think so. Yeah. Did I tell you about that already? No. It was the first, so yeah, it was two weeks ago. How'd it go? It was good, man. I I love it out there. Scarborough Fair's tight. I got a mask. Oh, yeah. You sent me a picture of your mask. Yeah. My goat mask, which I'm really happy about. Man, <laughs> you freak me out with your mask obsession. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I do like that mask shop. There is really cool. It's called False Fronts. Shout out to False Fronts from Point, Texas, out near Canton. They have like she, the woman that runs the place, makes like those almost like masquerade masks with the feathers and all that stuff coming off of them. Mm-hmm. And then she's got somebody that she, I guess, contracts out or work to or, uh, you know, whatever you call it, sends in her masks and she sells them, which are paper mache, like real realistic looking animal masks, which is what I got. It was a, a goat, but they also had a deer and wolf and some other. There's one really awesome one that wasn't there, but I saw on their website, which was a ram. So it had like the horns and stuff like that. Just I would have gone for that one if I had seen it, but uh, all of those just make me think True Detective. That's what I'm, that's immediately what I said when I saw it. I was like, "This is True Detective, all up in here." I, I mean, I'm even thinking about like, obviously, it will be my Halloween costume of some sort, some sort of goat beast, half human, half goat. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but uh, it's a, it's a great, it's real comfortable too. They did really well made. So shout out. False fronts. Check them out. False fronts. She will make what you want. She actually told a really <laughs> fascinating story. I'm going to steal her story. She talked about it. She's been there for years and years. She talked about this little boy who came in who it was maybe eight or nine and uh, came in looking at the masks, was real fascinated by them. 
really wanted to buy one. And, you know, I mean, these things are pricey. They're like 50 bucks. He says, I'm going to go get my dad. And he runs out, gets his dad, comes back. His dad says, yeah, you know, if you want to buy the mask, you've got money saved up. Just get whatever you want. So he does. Comes back the next year and is telling her all about how he wears his mask to do his math homework and whatever else. And she says every year he comes back and buys a new one. And then eventually he gets a job, you know, working part-time out there at the fair. And every payday he comes in and pays her a little bit of money on a sort of a layaway program to get a new one. And she said that kid ended up growing up to be the first Barney and is now an actor, but he became the first Barney and it was, I don't, I won't say it was all because, but it's interesting to hear her say how he used to, he would wear one mask for math homework and another mask when he was doing something else and just had all these, this kind of almost obsession with them and turned that into a, a career of sorts. That's weird. Yeah. I bet you there are a lot of people that don't like him because he's the first born. <laughs> Probably. Weird night continues. In five minutes, weird thoughts, reasonable people, discuss the unreasonable. But first, when ordinary folk tell extraordinary tales, strange days. One fine summer's evening, I was walking on the shores of Gerrans Bay with my brother, who's a high-flown scientist, not given to flights of fancy, when he suddenly drew my attention to something in the water. What on earth's that, he cried. And to my astonishment, I saw an enormous sea creature, sea monster, just offshore about 300 meters from the shore. And we were looking down from a height at an oblique angle, and it had a long neck, an enormous hump, two smaller humps which were muscular and you could see the muscles ripping as it was propelling itself rapidly along. And then we realized it had got a long tail which was just below the surface and which was as long as the trunk part. Now surprisingly, um, the monster had this long neck and for the size of the animal, a very small head. And in a way, it looked rather endearing because it had got its head at a pert angle and its sort of nose in the air. And it was moving very rapidly and very smoothly. It was gliding very fast. And it was quite surprising, in view of the size of the animal, that it was making very little disturbance on the glassy, still surface of the water. We watched for about five minutes. Then all of a sudden, it submerged. And it didn't, as one might expect, put its head down and take a dive. It just went down like a submarine. First of all, the hump disappeared, and there was the neck and the little head. And the last we saw of it was the little head and the nose disappearing below the surface of the water, with scarcely a ripple. I heard about this crazy show that I started watching called uh, 60 Days In. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. This documentary crew who gathered up just a bunch of normal people and gave them all 
fake criminal backstories and a criminal record and put them in jail put for them in jail days. yeah and the interesting <laughs> thing about it is you know obviously no one in the jail other than i guess the because they're in they're in county so i i think the sheriff knows that they're innocent and it's part of this experiment and but that's it the guards there don't know the other inmates don't know and even the participants don't know who the other people are because they'll have like three of them in a in a common room together but they don't know the other one and they can't blow it and then they use this cover of saying they're doing a a documentary on the on the jail itself as reason to kind of be in there with cameras or have cameras set up in there and it's fascinating just like seeing how some of these people deal with being locked up i mean with you know legitimate criminals to the point where one guy gets beat up by a guy who is convinced that he's a child molester i don't think they gave anybody that backstory of being a child molester because they probably get beat up but no but this get this one guy gets it in his head that this dude this innocent dude who's part of the thing is that's his that's his story so he like hauls off and kicks his ass one day really yeah it's crazy it's a crazy show it's no ghost brothers i'll just go ahead and tell you that okay i think it was because she fell asleep while she was watching that show at some point she told me that she had a dream about Ghost Brothers. <laughs> she was saying that that main guy was in there, but that it was creepy. And I just asked her, I was like, it wasn't sexual though, right? Because I just don't think I can handle that. <laughs> Ghost Brother all up in the bedroom? No. <laughs> mm, she's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> Did you see... I? I mean, I may be way behind the times, but I was seeing all this stuff getting posted about the Survivor Man Bigfoot Texas episode. Yes. I, all this stuff started getting posted this week about it. About that guy that said that he could see the Bigfoot? That chasing him through the woods? No. I was like, what? I was, I'm looking at this video, and I, I mean, I see what he's what he's saying is it, Bigfoot, but I, no. I don't buy it. No. It wasn't. It was... Something completely different. Yeah. People be looking too much into the Bigfoot thing. People be looking, but they ain't seeing. Again, not today. (laughs) All right. What's this all about, Giants? Sorry, I'm making fun of my wife. (laughs) It's a good a good thing as well yeah <laughs> poking fun at her from a distance from a distance one of our things is to watch ghost brothers together how has that been it's hilarious but like i can't get through i don't know that i've watched one like from the beginning to the end <laughs> let's just say that's like our favorite evening relaxation once sadie's in bed and Take some medicine and watch Ghost Brothers. Little Ghost Bros. How many shows do they have? They have like four episodes out. I think five, five now. Five. I keep. I'm sorry. I keep waiting for her to respond to me. 
I'm not trying to be distracted. She's going to find out what the ghost brother dream was. Calling her. Is... Hello? Did you die a little? I fell asleep. Ooh. Yeah, that was like a record. That was a record of time from you to smoke left-handed cigarette to turning on American Pickers to falling asleep? Perhaps. I just figured that I better go ahead and call you because if I didn't, then you may have another dream about Ghost Bro and I can't take it. I was asking him, do you know who you are? And I was telling him, I know who you are. It's ridiculous. This is what you this is your conversation with, I'm Jalen. I'm the leader of the group. Exactly. Except I didn't know his name, but I told him I knew him, but I, I didn't know his name. I'm Jalen, the leader of the group. Did you say, you gonna pop some trunks on them ghosts? I definitely didn't say that. Just wires and cobwebs, homie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. Yo, if you in here right now, give us a sign. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Are you done? Yeah, I think I'm done. All right, I'm going back to sleep. Yes, ma'am. If I have ghost brother dreams again, I'll be real angry at you. Yeah, just wake up and call me and I'll record you talking about them. No! <laughs> That's awful. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, man. Have fun. What has been the the most ghost brother thing to happen on that show so far? Mm. Are there any passengers? In the lobby area with me and Dalen. Would you guys like to have a seat? Would you guys like to have a drink? Oh, the f- Bro. Do they have something every episode that that's more bro than anything? Yeah. More brother than ghost. Well, popping trunks on them ghosts is now like one of their things. What does that like, mean? Well, they they have like all their gear, you know, in the back. Okay, so, so like about to get serious. He hits the thing and opens the back of the. That mean that means it's on. Yeah, we about to pop some trunks on them ghosts, yo. <laughs> Just wise and cobwebs, homie. Where have they been? Have they been anything anywhere? Uh, they were significant. Myrtle Plantation. All right. Then they're in some like on an old uh, Mississippi River boat. They're also in a place in Arkansas. I tried to win a Ghost Brothers T-shirt on Twitter, but I was like unsuccessful. It was like one of the first three people that could correctly answer, and I was like number five. Oh, what was the question? Where was the first oh. episode or where was the second episode film that I just responded? Arkansas, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I had a 
an interesting conversation with some folks um, a couple of weeks ago. We do this supper club, which is the most adult thing in my life, but I'm not sure how to handle it. Where it's like, when did when did this start? Um, four months ago. We've, sup, sup. We, we have one a month, and we've we just had our fourth one a couple weeks ago. Is this a couples thing? Yeah. So it's it's Megan and I, our neighbors, and their friends who live like a couple miles away, and it rotates houses. So, you know, the whoever's hosting makes, like, a main course, and then the other people bring an appetizer and dessert kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And so you eat, and then maybe you play a game or whatever like that. You just hang out. But you don't go from house to house? No, no, we do. You do? Yeah. So they've been... They, the next one is at our house. So I'm breaking out the smoker for that one. But... Ever the ever the pitch man, every time we're together, I I steer the conversation towards the podcast. Of course. <laughs> I'm like, y'all been listening to the podcast? Uh, and they had. Uh, they, they had checked it out and uh, were interested in some of it. So I got into a, a conversation about ghosts with them. And um, our neighbor said that he and his family had been visiting a Civil War battlefield. I want to say it might have been Antietam. And he said they were there really early in the morning on, on like a Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. Like not not a weekend where you would expect visitors, but just they were pretty much the only ones out there in on the, on the field. And they had climbed to the top of this hill or a, a building or something like that. And they could hear like the military snare drum going and just kind of like tapping out a march. And they heard it plain as day, like coming across the field, they could hear the snare drum and they went down and, you know, obviously they couldn't see anything. And they went down and talked to the, you know, the folks up at the front and were like, is there, are there reenactors here today? Or are there other people here? And they said, no, you know, there's no reenactors. Like we don't really, it doesn't really happen at, you know, in the morning, in the middle of the week. Um, and there's nobody really else, else out here. So, I mean, that was sort of the extent of the story, but still kind of fascinating how mm-hmm. you can hear sort of this, <clears throat> I don't know, something emblazoned on that, on that landscape, I guess you would say. Yeah, totally. I we did uh we did Gettysburg when we drove up to Hershey and we stopped at Gettysburg one morning. Definitely. And I'd been when I was a kid. Yeah. But this was just on one of our wild summer road trips and like no question, you know, that place is creepy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that there could be a situation where you could have that many lives lost and it not be somehow yeah, make an impression. You yeah. Know? I mean, especially you talk about Antietam, which I believe was one of the bloodiest 
right. battles of the war. Yeah. So much death in that place. It's got to leave a, a mark. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about taking uh, the Civil War class in my junior college? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry to take a trippy story if you're over here <laughs> giggling like a schoolgirl. But so I took a uh, Civil War and Reconstruction class at Tyler Junior College. Mm hmm. Dude, I've got to stop or else I'm gonna I'm starting to get the giggles thinking <laughs> about this guy because me and my two best friends took it together, and that thing was already the 13th grade. Us going to junior college <laughs> yeah. in Tyler, and this the guy that taught it. This was all he did was he taught this one class, and he was from. The uh, like he ran the local Smith County Historical Society, something or other, where they have the that that they have some local regiment history area. Yeah, he basically like runs that little thing, and then he teach this semester course. And he was just classic, but. I'll never forget, I was being a terrible student. I was more interested in cracking up my buddies than I was in learning anything. So I'm sure the people who paid good money to take that course that couldn't stand me. But I mean, I learned some stuff in there, obviously. But the end of uh, the end of the semester. I don't remember what it was exactly that he was going to do, but like he was obviously into uh, doing reenactment stuff or whatever. And so he was giving, like he was going to give a speech that week. Wow. I just have like a flood of memories just hit me all of a sudden because I I remember um, that spring break. I remember being on the road we did a kind of a Texas to, I think we went to South Carolina, drove out there and made a bunch of different stops. And I remember, I just remember reading for that class. I was doing my right. paper and everything that yeah. week. And it just like brought this like flood of memories of being on some like antebellum porch in some fancy place, you know, reading about the Civil War. Which was cool, obviously really cool, but whatever he was going to do at the end, he was going to like give a speech or do some sort of like reenactment for the class, and give like a speech as a yeah historical like, figure. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I think he was really big into like Stonewall. Yeah. Anyway, that was what he was going to do. He was basically going to like be that character for a class. And <laughs> I'll never forget this. Just walking. So I'm walking to class and it's in this like hall away from where that we had. I don't think I had another class over in that building or whatever. And uh, I was walking in with Chris and 
came in on one side of the building and opened the door and there's the hallway and we're basically like halfway looking down this long hallway and he's in the distance coming in the other door, right? Coming this way. And like the classroom is kind of in between the two of us. Uh-huh. Dressed in full regalia. Yeah. Fully. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is he had his sword attached to his belt, right? And so he comes in and opens the door and like we saw him and he didn't see us. And we just like kind of stopped there looking at him because it was quite a sight to behold. You know, he was a big dude anyway. He's got his hat on. He's fully clothed, looking sharp. Yeah. But when he shut the door or whatever, he had this like sash and his sash caught in the door. <laughs> and so he like turned around and that sword caught the drywall and when he turned, it cut a gigantic swath <laughs> across the hall. And then it got stuck. And when it came back around the other way, it cut it down this way. And the piece of the wall fell out into the hall. It's brilliant. You would think by, by now he would know how to walk with that thing. He did more fucking damage in that hallway than they paid him to do that class. I guarantee you. Yeah. It was just a travesty, you know, because he had the, like I said, he was looking sharp. He had like the, like the red sash tie around here down. Mm-hmm. And I guess just when he came through that, you know, it's one of those push doors, those glass or whatever. And yeah. it caught when he was walking through. But when he turned back around to see what he was caught from, that Slice. sword just <laughs> Cut like a giant Zorro Z into the wall. <laughs> oh, God. We ran into class and couldn't wait to tell a couple of other people who still found things humorous <laughs> rather than the people who would rat us out for talking bad about it. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. No, when we were at Gettysburg, I saw a guy in full regalia in the distance walking and i had that moment where i was like whoa what am i looking at here yeah like he was walking by himself yeah but uh he turned out to be i think i verified i think we even like drove past him to make sure he was real (laughs) like i stuck my hand out the window and drove by quickly yeah and knocked him over thinking that (laughs) well pass through if if my hand goes through him and i'm stuck in ectoplasm ectoplasm Plasma. Plasma. Ectoplasma. I think it's plasm. Plasm. One thing that I sort of, I, I guess I knew already, but it didn't really put together was because another friend of ours there was talking about what he thought ghosts were, which he thought that it was a possible like crossing of and a parallel dimension where you're seeing a spot where something's actually happening, but it's happening on another dimensional plane. So you're seeing a peek into another plane of existence, I guess you would say. Rather than it being like kind of a spirit or something embedded. Yeah. Or, and I, I said, you know, that's, that's interesting. But the one thing that, that fascinates me about ghost stories is that they're all so different. Like there are so many different, variations and like different ways that they manifest 
Whereas if you look at some of these other things that we talk about, like Bigfoot or whatever like that, the quote-unquote legitimate claims seem to have a whole lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to ghosts, it's like, are you seeing orbs? Are you hearing voices? Are you seeing what looks like a, a recording almost where something's just repeating? Are you interacting with something, like actual like talking and something's talking back or asking something to move and it moves something? And so... In that regards, I, I don't I don't know how you prescribe one explanation as to what the ghost phenomenon is. Yeah, I don't think there's just one. Yeah. But I mean, I, I th- think that there's been enough work, at least enough um, you know, study or whatever in the field that like I'm fascinated the whole idea of the like the recording. Yeah. Which uh which is it's it's a report that you get on on those civil war battlefields a lot. There's another term for it though too. Um, impression is coming to mind, but I don't think that's what it is. But but anyway, the a lot of that has to do with limestone. Oh really? Yeah, that it's uh like the Stanley Hotel mm-hmm. is that portion of the rock or whatever, and that um. You know, science has shown that uh, that like type of stone is able to hold uh, like electromagnetic fields. Oh, so that the concept of if there's an event that's powerful, or there's some sort of like energy transference, then that's why you would have. Well, like an impression again would be left, yeah. and you would just basically—it's no different than you just walking in and something's happening on a loop. That's going to annoy me, though, that I can't think of what that would be called. Yeah. Your senses are picking up this impression, which you know may manifest itself to your brain as a sight or a sound or residual. Residual, yeah. That's interesting. I, I never heard that about about limestone. I mean, I guess if you if you do want to boil down the ghost phenomenon, it, it boils down to energy, right? Like, it's just trapped energy. And whether that be uh, a residual haunting, whether that be poltergeist, or even whether that be, like, you know, like he was saying, a parallel dimension. Like, you're just talking about viewing pockets of energy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, here's the explanation. This is just a random paranormal website. That uh, is talking about limestone, quartz, and magnetite deposits can supposedly hold information such as an event in history. And when the information is released, a residual haunting may occur. A residual haunting is when an event in the past gets imprinted at a certain location and is released into the present world. An example of this is the Gettysburg Battlefield in Pennsylvania. Hmm. There have been reports of tourists walking through the park and seeing reenactment of soldiers having a battle when the tourists return to the park office they find out that in fact there are no reenactments scheduled for that day in theory what has happened is that the battle that took place at Gettysburg is imprinted on this location some say that because of the high energy during the battle that is what got the imprint to stick to the location some also say that because of the amount of soldiers that had lost their lives during this battle that there were spirits not at rest and that's a 
reason why this place has paranormal activity. In a residual haunting, there's no intelligence behind the haunt. There cannot be any interaction between you and the event that's taken place. If you are able to interact with the event and the soldiers or people that are part of the event, then that's more of an intelligent haunting. A residual haunting is like a tape recorder playing the information over and over again. Hmm. Testing the theory that limestone quartz or magnetite can generate a residual haunting is almost impossible to do in a lab. One way to test the theory is to find out where residual hauntings are taking place and log them down. Then you're able to see on the uh, United States Geological Survey if any of those kind of rock formations are in that area. Yeah, I was just looking at a map of limestone deposits in the U.S. And um, it's it's interesting the way there's a lot in Texas, obviously, around San Antonio, which has a lot of haunting associated with it. But there is a fair amount through what you would call the major Civil War states. Yeah, and this one even says that quartz is, crystal quartz is cut in an exact angle Pressure on it generates a minute electrical charge. This effect makes quartz a useful tool in radio, television, and radar. Because, I mean, it's basically like a transmitter. Right, yeah. And just kind of matching up with that previous story, Antietam also falls along a line of limestone deposits. So that's curious. I, I, I had not heard that. It's a interesting theory. At least. Yeah. I mean, I know quartz is used a lot. People who believe in crystal healing and things, magic crystals and things like that. Like quartz is a big. Yeah. Is a big part of that. So did I tell you about, you know, William, who is featured in which episode? I don't remember the name of it, but the missing, the New Orleans body snatchers. (laughs) Yes. That may be the name of it, actually. No. <laughs> Was that when the uh, the body harvest? Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah, William from the body harvest, who you hear talking about his experience, he and our friend Vinny nearly getting got in New Orleans. He is site manager for an old church in South Fort Worth. And I got a call from him couple of weeks ago and this it's just south of 30 in this portion of Fort Worth is again shadier area of Fort Worth but the church is really old and really nice and he told me that the other day it's kind of the end of the day and whatever he was doing they have a big library there and The lady that kind of like runs the front desk area, she's technically the librarian, older lady, been there for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And he heard her talking to one of the janitors when he just kind of was walking through. And she was saying that two days before that, that she was closing down, locking the building up. And it was the end of her day. She's sitting at her desk and she... Like has her purse and all of her stuff like in a drawer here in her desk and she's bending down to get it. And she said that uh, this guy walked into the room and while she had her head down, she saw like, the movement and she 
kind of set up because was expecting it to be either William or this janitor or whatever. There are not a lot of people that are supposed to be in there anyway. The dude is in full on Civil War garb or at least 1800s garb. And he has a he's holding his arm like this and he has his coat draped over his arm. And she said he walked right into the room and stopped and looked at her like, what in the hell are you doing here? Whoa. And then never stopped looking at her, but just like as he was looking at her, took two more steps and went into the wall. Whoa. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. So anyway, I told William, William was like, you need to get out of here and talk to her. (laughs) I want to go stay out. I want to go hang out there. Yeah. That was just the other day. Yeah. And I don't, I guess this, uh, all the time that she had been there or whatever, wasn't something that had happened before necessarily. Mm-hmm. They, they had never, I mean, not something that significant, but never even things being misplaced or. William hadn't been doing this gig that long. Yeah. He really honestly just started there like a couple months ago. So it's one of those, I'm sure she'd love to talk to you kind of things if we can make it happen. Yeah. That was like maybe right before spring break. That's definitely something I want to start dipping our toes in is going going places like that i mean we talked about it early on but we got wrapped up in other things but i would i would really like to get on that because that stuff i'm currently taking applications to find our version of Rhonda banks (laughs) coming up next (laughs) on go searches Rhonda locks herself in the van So, if anybody wants to be our resident skeptic, Rhonda Banks, yeah. who the moment that you hear a loud bang in a house, oh no! <laughs> be happy to have you. Yes, we would love to have you. In fact, I think the person who gave you that tour of Dallas. I would love to find him again. Uh huh. I would love to find him again. I love the fact that he was telling you all about, well, this is where, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong building. <laughs> I was talking about him just this weekend. I don't remember who I was talking about him to, or a couple of, a couple of days ago. Q. 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 <laughs> it's a perfect ghost brother name. <laughs> he really was. He was a ghost brother. He was. Before that show So existed. anyway, see y'all later. <laughs> Let me just give you a little bit more tales of the spooky dookie. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much figure that, one, I can walk into a hotel, I can pull out my iPhone, and I can get a ghost to respond to me. Mm-hmm. Two, I can walk out into the woods in Arkansas. <laughs> I can scream one time, and Bigfoot's be screaming back. Yeah. Bigfoot's plural. <laughs> so, yes. The human dowsing rod, Clinton. Let me come to your town. I'll help you party down. Let's go. <laughs> Let's talk to some ghosts. Take me to your locations. It's gonna. <laughs> Do you remember the old, the uh, the original, like British ghost hunters? No. You never saw that one that had the woman that was like the medium. I don't think so. I mean, maybe I did, but I don't remember it. And that's the one where. <laughs> that's the one where Saturday Night Live did the specific skit of them looking through the thermal yeah and they're like oh i'm getting a terrible smell in the room 
And they're like, let's investigate. Let's look at it on the thermal cam. And they see that it's the guy like passing gas. And you could see the yeah. hot air coming out of his anus. <laughs> He's like, no, this, turn it off. Turn it off. The first Ghost Hunter show I remember was the the Taps guys. That's the first one I remember very clearly. Yeah. And then I, I guess prior to that, do you remember that? That reality show on MTV where they would lock people up in supposed haunted locations. It was, they would be on, say, I don't know, a, a, an asylum, right? So like a place with a bunch of different outbuildings and hallways and things like that. And they were all camped out. It was, you know, five or six people. They were all. This does all of a sudden start to make some sound kind of familiar. Yeah. I was going to say, are you talking about Goosebumps? But no, not Goosebumps. It's um, different. It was, I want to say it was 2002, probably. I remember watching it in college. It's time it was, for our journey to begin. <laughs> but so they would all have like a headquarters in some room. And they throughout the night, they would be sent different tasks, which was like, traverse the property, sit in this room for an hour, and then come back. And if you made it without tapping out, you, you know, if you, whoever was left standing at the end of the night got the prize money. MTV's fear. That's, that may be it. Yeah, that sounds, does it have a description of what they would do? Let's see. Premiered in the year 2000. (laughs) Paranormal reality television series that originally aired from 2002 2002. Okay. That's uh, the right time period. Five or more contestants being left at an allegedly haunted location and led them to a series of dares over two nights. Yes. Yeah, that must have been it. Fear was named number six on Entertainment Weekly's 15 Taboo Breaking <clears throat> TV Moments. Ooh. Hmm. I don't I don't know what that moment might have been. Well, but that was a very it was when the fear was too much. <laughs> too much fear for television. This is great. This is a great list. Just paranormal television. Oh, I'm sure that list is enormous. It's it's big, but it's not as big as you would think. Let's see. Okay. All right. Here we go. 1959. One Step Beyond, Mm -hmm. In Search Of, from 76 to 82, Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World in 1980, which, speaking of Arthur C. Clarke, our British friend, Daniel, Mm -hmm. who, uh, he posted the picture of that chimp lunging at that dude on that crane on our Facebook page. It was creepy. Which is. I thought it was a shot from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Like the, the one that's about to come out. That's real, though. Yes. That's like a. It was <laughs> an escaped chimpanzee from some South Asian zoo, and it was darted. It looks like it's flying at him. Yeah. Scary as. God. Now imagine that being Jabari. Mm-mm. <laughs> Poor Jabari. Moment of silence for Jabari. Daniel said that uh, he was cracking up about secrets and mysteries. Oh, yeah. And 
he was telling me that we had a show kind of like that, and it was this Arthur C. Clarke guy, and he was like, it was really cool, and you know, then he got in some trouble for fiddling boys in Sri Lanka, and I was like, what? So then one day, just went down a Arthur C. Clarke wormhole where I started reading about all of that. I seem to I seem to think that uh, there were a number of British television presenters that were caught doing that same sort of thing. Seems to be a rash of that over there. So sad. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope that it's all speculation and hearsay. Yes. That's Incredible, which aired from 80 to 84 on ABC. Of course, Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. The big one. That was the one that fascinated me Man, to no end. Unsolved Mysteries has been on NBC, CBS, Lifetime, and Spike. Oh, um, they must have been running reruns. World's Scariest Ghosts Caught on Tape from ABC. Yep. Encounters, The Hidden Truth. That's a one-off from early Fox. Man, 1991 Fox. They were just looking. That's, that's around the alien autopsy time, right? Yeah, they were just looking for anything to stick yeah. next to The Simpsons. Because at that point, it was The Simpsons, and that's when they would run the alien autopsy crap. Would be like after The Simpsons. Yeah, Mad TV. God, I remember that so clearly. I was so enraptured by Alien Autopsy. I'm sure my parents thought I was the biggest effing idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was like, oh man, I gotta see this. It's so true. Look at it. Look at it! They cut it! Okay. Man, so many, so many of these shows have one one year next <laughs> to their name. I'm going to read a bunch of these in a row here. Okay, James Randi, Psychic Investigator. Okay. UFO Abductions, Haunted Lives, True Ghost Stories, Sightings, The Extraordinary, Strange But True, <laughs> Ancient Mysteries, from A&E. That's a good one. You can find a lot of ancient mystery stuff on. I, sightings rings a bell. Yeah, that's Fox Network, sci-fi. That was on for five years. Okay. I must have watched that show. Um, Let's see. Ghost Hunters. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember this show. Strange Universe. Chronicles of the Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Patrick McNay's Ghost Stories. Fortean TV, just the ghost stories, Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction. Shout out. Shout out. Haunted History, which is a good show. Yeah, I do like that show. Crossing Over with John Edward. That show mm. made a pretty big splash. I remember that. Fino Mino. Well, there was some weird obsession. That that had to have been the late 90s, right? Crossing over? Yeah, 99 to 2004. Yeah. There was a weird obsession with psychics and and uh I mean, he must have spearheaded that, but remember people were all about psychics and séances and things like that. The really sad thing is I can't I don't see secrets and mysteries on here. Was it not another name? Well, see, I always thought it was Secrets of the Unknown, and then oh, it was, and then I figured out that I was <laughs> seriously. I, I wouldn't know anything about this name 
Derek Akora, except from <laughs> Carl Pilkington and the Ricky Gervais show. I haven't heard that. Derek Akora. <laughs> I may have to stop down and show you that that Carl Pilkington thing. Do you remember me telling you about that? Oh, was that the... Uh, the box of condoms? Yeah, yeah. Was, is that what they were talking about? Yeah, Derek Okora. I met uh, Derek Okora the other week. Oh, yeah. Right. And and who's he? Which one's he? He's uh, is he Is he a medium? He can contact the dead, is that right? He just chats to him and that, sure. passes his messages on. Nice of him. So I said, oh, tell us something a bit weird and that. So he mm. said, what do you want to know? I said, just, just something weird. So he goes, all right then. He said, uh, here's one for you, right? And he said, uh, there's this pub out in the country. And uh, he said, there's this mug. Do you know those old mugs that they have where they used to, they used to like, leave their own cup knocking like about? Like a tanker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tankard thing. Yeah. So, uh, so there was there was one of them mugs in there, right? And everybody... Tankard, like, let's use a tankard if we've right, established that. A tankard, yeah. Because yeah. you're the only mug in this story. Right? He's not so, leaving it all. High five. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So this tankard's knocking about, right? And everyone who's running the pub keeps going, oh, I wish they'd stop leaving this tankard about, right? Mm. And they pick it up. <laughs> it must be a pain. <laughs> Having a, a tiny, small tankard in a pub, that must be a real grind. So, so every t- they sort of picked it up and went, we'll have to wash that, and they popped it on a different mm. sideboard. Next thing you know, that person who's touched it died, right? Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> they must have been getting through bar staff. So they got, so they kept getting a new staff and that, and they were like, oh, what's the connection here? Right? <laughs> What's the connection here? Oh, God. So they get a vicar in. Of course they do. And they go, look, um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. This 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 tankard, every time someone touches it, they die. So he said, leave it with me. He gets his um, special water out and what have you. He comes round, does a little prayer, sprinkles it. He goes, right, not a problem, don't worry about it. He picks it up, chucks it in the bin. Guess what? What? Dies in a crash on the way home. Because he picked it up. Well, but 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 Carl, you're telling me this like it's fact, and I'm meant to go. That's amazing. Derek Cora, he told me. <laughs> it's Carl, I have I have I have I have no opinion of that story other than I'm pretty sure there was absolutely no connection between touching the tankard and him dying. That's all I'm sure. It's of. not just him though, is it? I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to even um, uh, contest the, the chain of events. All I'm saying is there is no connection. There is no connection possible because I believe in logic and the laws of the universe. Yeah, but what I mean, you never pick up a vibe of... Like, I, I, I've got a mate, right, who uh, is, is living in this big stately home, right? And he's living in there now. He pays £100 a month. There's about 80 rooms. Gee. And uh, it's this big stately house, might have you. And I went, I went down there. He said, oh, come down and have a look, right? And from outside, you go, oh, this is brilliant. It's like something out of... You know, like the man of born or something. You go, this is this is impressive. But then when you get in, it's like it's a wreck. And and we go in and all the floors are like a wreck and rotten and stuff. And I looked at the wall and there was like a little piece of paper stuck on the wall. Oh. Right? And I said, What's this here? So I wandered over, right? Got right up close to it and somebody had wrotted. <laughs> <laughs> somebody had wrotted? Oh. Some Somebody had wrotted. There's a little sign there, right? And I go up to it and it says flies, right? With an arrow. Flies, like flies this way. Yep. Right? I think that's that's a bit weird. <laughs> so I follow the arrow, right? Which goes to this corner where there's a shelf. About three thousand dead flies on it. Oh my god. Condom stuck on the top. 
that's, that's weird, isn't it? That is weird. That is that weird, is weird. Right? So I'm looking at that, and there's, there's loads of stuff on the floor and that bits of paper. Picked up this bit of paper, right? And it had, uh, like, in biro and that. It looked really old, like it'd been there years. And it had uh, uh, something like, need nappies, dummy, right? Uh, blankets, blah, blah, all this, like, all stuff for, like... And I turned it over, right, and it said... None of this now needed. Baby dead. <laughs> right. Now that's weird, isn't it? Now that's what I'm talking about when you get a bad vibe. You go, that's, that's, who's been in here? It's bad vibe. It's just based on the fact that your mate's in charge. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, so it's like saying, are we scared of the dark? Yes, it's, I understand why people are scared of the dark. I'm a little bit scared of the dark. You're walking along. Because you, you don't know what's in it. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what's in the darkness. That's why people get nervous. It doesn't mean you have to make the leap then that you've got some paranormal sense. Oh, my God, I'm Carl Pilkington. And hang on, just like Derek Akora, I have sensed something strange and evil in this room. Wait a minute, there's some flies in a condom. <laughs> I was right all along. That is weird. Flies in a Johnny equals badness. <laughs> the, the flies in a condom was weird It's now. weird. I don't know but, that it's... But, but the note... The note... Yeah. I just think of his face when he saw that. Reading it by torchlight. He must have been terrified. It's a bit... It's a bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> You're going to die. I know. Did you catch Zika during the break? I must have. So much ghost television. Unsolved Mysteries, though, I was... I was deep into Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. I loved it when they did the paranormal stuff. Because that would always be like, you might get one an episode. Yeah, right. You'd definitely be like, ooh. Because yeah. other ones, it would be like some scary true stuff. But... Yeah, like crimes and things like that. But every now and I, w- I won't say every episode, but most of the time you'd get one that was a paranormal. So there's like a teenager on Twitter. Uh, I know this is shocking news to you, but there's a teenager on Twitter. Unbelievable. No, but I put at some point, you know, something up about Edward Molehair. And like I got a like a retweet and a like from this just random person. And I looked at her, and, like, every tweet that she had was about Edward Mulhair. Really? It was the creepiest thing you've ever seen. She's she just was a like, fan? She was just like, yeah, like a 19-year-old British girl that was fascinated with Mulhair. Every hour she searches Twitter for Edward Mulhair? I guess. That's mm. weird. Mm-hmm. We should see if we could bring her out of the shadows. That's that's the secret of mystery. I love the concept of of this just like the the wrapper that they've put around this where he's in some sort of castle on a on a rock mhm and he's got this magic scope that shows him whatever secret or mystery that he's interested in that day built into a, what looks to be a hidden laboratory it's like what a weird like how do how do they arrive at that it's fascinating. Where myth and legend are law, superstition a science. <laughs> it's kick-ass. So, yeah, so back to our little just running down um, shows, because now you can find a lot of these. Man, these ones that are, like, from Canada, 
would be genius. There's a New Zealand one listed on here. Oh my god! Which I would love to find. But you've got oh. like. Uh, It'd only be better if Reese Darby were involved. Yeah, Ghost Hunter started in 2004 to present. I'm shocked they're still on the air. None of those guys are still involved, right? From the, I don't know the Roto Rooter crew. Yeah, I remember going to. Uh, it was New York Comic Con. In 2006, I think. Uh-huh. And one of the, quote-unquote, luminaries. First of all, Adam West was there, which was great. Got that to is meet, a, that's a great. Got to meet Adam West. A funny story about that is he, we were kind of standing in line where we knew he would be set up. Mm-hmm. And he gets there, and there's no table set up for him, right? Like, there, there's a a backdrop which i think had his name on it so we knew where to go but there was no table for him to sit at and sign things like at like just a post-it note that just said adam west with an arrow <laughs> pointing this way yeah more or less mm-hmm. i think it might have been a little bit more high tone but mm-hmm. more or less um and the table was set up against the wall somewhere and he shows up and there's no table and they're like oh, oh mr west let, let me get the table he's like oh don't worry about it he goes and grabs his own table from the wall like just chucks it underneath his arm and just like runs and and like sets up his table. <laughs> no worries, I have it. Yeah, he was cool. He was a super cool guy. My friend who I was there with is also named Adam and they had a a a longer conversation than necessary about the name Adam. Yeah, don't you also know that there are <laughs> other people named Adam? But one of the other uh one of the other dignitaries was not the two main guys from the TAPS crew. I f- Grant and I can't remember the other guy's name, but you know who I'm talking about. The two main, like the bald guy. Grant and Jason. Yeah, not them, but like the leader of the B crew, uh, whose name is also escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. But I can see his face very, very mm-hmm. clearly. Uh, and let me, I need to look it up just so I can, I can say it. But... He was there, and I have no idea what he was um, even. I don't know if he was signing pictures of himself or something. I didn't go up and talk to him because I was like, I'm not I'm not doing that. Um, but uh, that, that dude was there and uh, was just spare, spare as spare can be. Just sparing... The whole NYC <laughs> Comic-Con world to death. Yeah. You know what's crazy is, you know, our Krampus friend was probably there. He might have been. Speaking of Sri Lanka. Yeah. What's this guy's name? You're just going to gloss over the Sri Lanka comment? <laughs> Young boys. Mike Rowe was the narrator for Ghost Hunters? Hmm. I, I remember that he did that... Uh. That one where they where they cast a net, which I think was it's one of the ones where they went to Granberry. Oh yeah, this was it. Brian Harnois, Harnois. So just Brian. Yeah, that sounds like. 
I show you his picture, you'll immediately know who he is. It sounds like a gathering of the juggalos. And you know Brian from Ghost Hunters is going to be there. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that dude, you remember him? <laughs> yes. He got kicked off that show. <clears throat> yeah. Well, he had a table at New York Comic Con in 2006. Oh, my gosh. He was sparing the world. Well, okay, so. I was like, I'm not talking to that guy. The other thing about that show, it just always annoyed me. And I watched it. And whatever. One, there's pretty convincing evidence of them faking something on Mm -hmm. YouTube. <clears throat> that like I haven't seen I've heard about that but I haven't actually seen that. It was like one of their live events. Oh yeah, they used to do the live the, the investigations, yeah, the Halloween live yeah, investigation. Right. Which is just so bad because you know, it's just like we got to keep it going or else we got to fake some of this crap or Yeah, I mean if you're looking to <clears throat> pack something into 2 hours, not 2 hours of edited together footage from a 10 hour investigation but two hours straight i i guarantee you they were faking stuff but the other thing about that show that always ticked me off was when grant and jason would sit down with the person at the end you know the mm-hmm. reveal that he would say two things one jason was the bald-headed guy i think yes he would say well you know what we did well, you know what we did. That was like it was like a tick with him. That was always his yeah. first line to him. And then he would show him everything. And then he would say, okay, let's get out of here. And that would be how they would get up and walk away from the table. And it used to drive me insane. That'd be like, if I was the person, I'd be like, bitch, I don't have to get up and walk away from my table. This is my house. It's definitely an interesting location. It's got a lot of history. And uh, you know what we did. We came in. You told us about all the claims of activity. You showed us the hot spots of that activity. And from there, we set up our equipment. And uh, we just started investigating, seeing what we could catch. Great experience with you guys. Thank you. Thank a lot you. of fun. Thanks. Well, we'll get out of here. Always drove me insane. Like, every time. Every time I was like, wait for it. Wait for it. Well, you know what we did. <laughs> Which is such an odd. Anyway, Weird Travels, which is a great show, yeah. which I don't know. I think I did tell you, but like I met, other guys up there. met a bunch of people that have been on set a bunch of these shows now. Um, ooh, I'm famous and frightened from the UK. <laughs> Proof positive. Sounds like celebrity ghost stories. True horror with Anthony Head. That's another UK story. Psychic Detectives. That was a pretty good show. I don't remember watching that one. Yeah, that was a like a court TV thing. What were they solving crimes or something? Pretty much, kinda. Yeah, yeah. There was a dude on there that like he creeped me out. He really creeped me out. He was like, one of the detectives. And some it, of the things that he would say. Yeah, just, just like his whole thing. His demeanor just creeped me out. Like. Yeah. Something was weird with that boy. I'll just say that. Like, in the good kind of way, you know? Like, you know who Chip Coffee is? Yes. Like, Chip Coffee creeps me out. Yeah. Like, in a good way. I love him, but he creeps me out. Legitimately. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, he was on Paranormal State, which is no longer on. But, so I think one of the girls from Paranormal State is on that show with... Uh, 
Nick Groff. Oh, yeah, his break-off show? Yeah, that's the uh, paranormal lockdown. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that now every time I say a story, I <laughs> kick it into <laughs> ethnic verbiage. Not that. I love watching like how a team forms, and then that team separates, and then it's like it's almost like a virus where more paranormal shows are born as each member goes off and starts their own crew. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's one. Paranormal? Question mark? <laughs> Which is on one season. Isn't it possible? National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> Psychic Witness. Derek Akora's Ghost Towns. There you go. Ghost Hunt from New Zealand. Hello? Hunting ghosts? I wonder if Mary is involved in that. <laughs> hey, Britt. We're going to host, gun- host guns. Whoa. <laughs> Ghost hunts. Um, a haunting, which is still kicking it. I didn't know that a haunting was off the air for a while and it then kicked back. back on. Ghost trackers. Haunted lighthouses of America. Very specific. Uh huh. There's another one of those travel channel. Paranormal state, which had a long run. 06 to 11, you know, Monster Quest. Only three seasons of Monster Quest. Really? Destination Truth. Ran out of monsters. That show's still going, right? Well, it's off, but he has another kind of the same show. Oh, that's show. right. Um, Ghost Adventures, 2008 to the present. The Big Daddy. Mystery <laughs> Quest. Most Terrifying Places in America. The Unexplained. Ghost Lab was that other one that I was talking about, that micro, mm. uh, that I know that they were in Granbury. Yeah. Man, there's a Pakistani one on here oh, called Woki High, <laughs> which means what the fuck in Pakistani. <laughs> Paranormal Cops. Whoa, Paranormal State, the new class, which did not last very long. That class was canceled. Weird or what? (laughs) The Unexplained, Haunted Collector. Necked Walkers. At some point, I feel like they have two hats of words, and you just draw one piece of paper from each. And that's that's the name of your show. History, buildings, um, lighthouses. What about? Yeah, it's so. The Unexplained, Haunted Collector, Paranormal Witness, Haunted Highway, Alien Mysteries, Ghost Mine. <laughs> Killer Contact. Hmm. Haunted History, The Other Side, Ghost Asylum, Paranormal Lockdown, Ghost Stalkers. Now, see, this doesn't have Ghost Bros listed. Oh, I'm going to, I guess I could change it. Yeah, you could add it. It's Wikipedia. (laughs) It is Wikipedia. Ghost Bros. It is the the public's encyclopedia. No, hang on just a second real quick. Ghost Brothers. Go back and see if... This New Zealand ghost hunt. <laughs> are, are any of the guys involved? Oh my gosh. How awesome would it be if there is 
You've ghost hunt trailer. You've watched what we do in the shadows, right? Or did yes. we t- did I tell you to watch that? Yes. And you watched it? Yes, it's actually on my DVR right now. Oh my god, that movie's so great. Is this the New Zealand show? Dean Nadine Carolyn, Michael, Michael, and Brad, the team leader, Brad. Yeah, he looks like a leader. I'm used to Brit being the leader. This followed, what have you done with my hit? <laughs> his wife died. His favorite daughter died. His yeah, other the, daughters were pissed. The, the other ones were fine. <laughs> the daughters he did not like, still here. Perhaps the biggest tragedy of all. She's got a bit of the jigglies. <laughs> Well, let's see if she's got some big jigglies. <laughs> Carolyn, let me see your big jigglies. <laughs> Holy cow. There's like... Are there a bunch of them on there? Ten. Yes. Definitely need to be watching that. Oh, we're over here at the Rickerton House in Christchurch. New Zealand is very haunted. Can't floor the life of me. Can't floor <laughs> the life of me understand why the jerk-offs canceled such a superior show yet far more inferior crap goes on and on oh. and on. Total joke. The public are also to blame. They watch <laughs> and are into shit. Outburst, ignore, not good, but great stuff because the knuckle-headed boneheads are so afraid of standing out and being more simply unique slash different, not one of the damned packs. Same with music, books, movies, etc., etc., etc. You think Brad gets on here and says, "Yes, <laughs> yes, yes"? Tell me more. Oh well, Jen said she loved Michael; that he was brave. Oh, this is Stephen K. Comment was just two weeks ago. New Zealand is very haunted. <laughs> Oh, I remember that watching this late at night eight years ago. I think I was 12 or 13. Oh, really wow. liked it, though I was very peronic, LOL. Peronic? Mm-hmm. I would continue watching. Indeed, the best ghost hunting show there is based on the many factors. And also, they use rationality. They don't force you into believing that any of the evidence is total proof. Now that I watch, I again, the only thing I don't really like are the added sound effects. I mean, they're not good for the show and atmosphere, but it would have added to the realism ambitions to keep more of the original sound. <laughs> Lee, maybe we don't need to put our shit on YouTube. No, that's just opening yourself up to terribleness. I went to Lanark Castle in 2013. Is my wife and I were visiting New New Zealand, but I'm still going to act like I'm from New Zealand. Still haunted. We had dinner, only the two of us, in the library. And there was an uncomfortable feeling of being watched the entire time. Mm. After dinner, we took a tour of the castle. And once told the part about Lanark's third wife sleeping with a stepson, I cracked a joke about keeping it in the family which seemingly set off the fire alarm immediately afterwards. It is a beautiful property in a country of wonderful people, but I have no doubt this place is haunted. Randy Olson, one year ago. 
Thank you for the report. I like this one from Steve Walker. Creepy. <laughs> C-R-E-P-Y. Look at look at Steve. Look at Steve Walker's. <laughs> Spooky, but Carolyn makes to watch. That means she's got a bit of the jigglies. Yeah. Worth watching for. D. Peterson, don't be a jerk. If you want to see a troll, look in the mirror, idiot. Thanks for sharing these episodes. It's a shame it ended. If I see you in the street, <laughs> you're instantly dead. <laughs> People have no idea about our history with reading threads. Carolyn was previously the host of a kids' TV show called What Now? <laughs> that sounds like it might have been a paranormal show. She was also a typical giggly blonde girly girl. It mm. may seem like she freaks out a little bit easily and is a bit chicken, but I think you've got to be pretty incredible. <laughs> Somebody just commented, go Kiwis. <laughs> Did you enjoy the helpful comment on our our Facebook post that just said more nonsense? <laughs> yes. <laughs> more nonsense. <laughs> I told him that 200... Plus, people couldn't be wrong. <laughs> yes. It's a good thing that I stay off of there. Because if you catch me on the wrong day. I'd say it's 99% positive. It really is. Our show really is positive. Yeah. We really we have is. the power of positivity working for us. But uh, <clears throat> definitely on those posts that get shared around to a lot more people. Uh, I've seen... A one or two comments that that come through that uh, WTF little poo pooers Bigfoot's a big effing joke, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that was a lot of fun. I think we ought to mystery science theater three thousand more shows like this. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I'd love to dig up some of those. Yeah, I don't really know that I have too much more. No, we. Man, we just pulled that one out of our ass, didn't we? <laughs> we made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah, we don't have anything, usually. Hardly anything at all. I suppose next time we ought to try to prepare something. No. I like the way it's going so far. <laughs> I mean, we found we were able to discover yet another amazing show, Ghost Hunt. Yeah. Okay, that does just at least make me wonder, like, okay, if we go back to this list. Haunted Hollywood. Haunted Hollywood. I was wondering if... You do not rest. Haunted Hollywood. (laughs) Extreme ghost stories. The Antiques Ghost Show. Wait a minute. Was that Ghosts of Antiques? There was a show like that that was like on Haunted for a while. Antiques. It was like a, it was like stuff that was haunted. Stuff. 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 Did you ever get weird feelings in our old studios on Maple? I definitely would see things. Quite often, out of the corner of my eye. Really? Yeah. 
like when the door was open, like the studio door was open, and I would think somebody kept walking by. I definitely had that feeling more than once. Really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, you know somebody did die in there. <clears throat> in that studio? Or in the yeah, on the floor? No, in that studio. There was a... Really? There was a uh, a board op, an overnight board op for Cliff who died. Really? Yeah. That was running coast to coast, and he died of fright. <laughs> you know, he was running coast, and he died. His name was Chris. Cool. When was Chris? <laughs> when was this? Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. At <laughs> time. Um, but this was this before I got there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember this. Yeah, no, Anne-Marie told me about him. I remember plenty of stories of of board ops falling asleep. Yes. Not necessarily dying. But, yeah, I would would get that. I I never got, like, this overwhelming sensation, but I definitely had that feeling of people walking around. Really? You know. Was it after Steve died? I guess it went on, you know, the whole time. No, it could have been. Yeah, probably could. some of that haunted stuff that they hid up there at the Heritage Auction. That's it. true. See what happens to me? <laughs> I watch five minutes of a New Zealand TV show. You and can't help is, it. Um, is, I mean, there's one thing. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of that's all honestly what brought it up because I think about Heritage Auction and haunted stuff, and I, I bet they have some haunted stuff there. I bet they do. Hitler's panties. <laughs> I need to ask around because I want to say there were people who had who had stories about weird things going on up there. So Most Haunted was a show that I guess Derek Akora was on. This is a UK show? Yeah. Oh, yes. What? Yes. This is it. So this is the show that they were parodying? Uh-huh. On uh Yeah, this is This was one of the first ones of these kind of shows that I remember seeing. The but nighttime. it would always get like way too loud. The night the night vision investigation show. <clears throat> yeah. Let's see if I can find that most haunted. Who, who is that? Is that Hugh Laurie? Yes. Stuart, you have your camera ready. So here we stand in total darkness in the room of a small boy who suffocated in this very armoire. <laughs> do you have a name? Are you here with us? Why do you cry out? Speak to us. Let your presence be known. If you can hear us, give us a sign. <laughs> what was that? Did anyone else hear that? Yeah, I did. No, no, I, 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 I just shifted my feet. It was probably my tennis slippers scooting against the floor. Now, I'm sure that wasn't it. Do we have playback on that? Well, let me check. Don't, 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 don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Let's hear it again. <laughs> oh, my God. That gives me the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. <laughs> Calling for backup on a walkie-talkie. Oh, no. It sounded more like a, like a, like a very fat bug. Just flew into the window pane. That's what it sounded like to that me. That was not a bug. Everyone, listen to it again. <laughs> no, no, this, this 
is an old castle. It's probably large stones shifting in the foundation. It's like the spirit is trying to tell us something. You know, I could slow it down. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Let's see if it's the boy trying to communicate with us. Uh, Ace. <laughs> Listen, it sounded like he said a name. Julian, did you hear it? Julian, Julian. Who is Julian? Are you Julian? Let's hear it again. <laughs> Sounded more like Roger to me. Roger. Roger. Is there a Roger here? Let me hear it again, but slower. <laughs> See, to me, it sounds like a young boy saying, Why? Turn far off cries from another room in the far off area of the castle. We should, we should move there immediately and leave here. But there's so much paranormality here. Stuart, do you have playback on the thermal camera? I'm gonna need some light. <laughs> oh, let me cue it up. Got it. Stuart, can we see it again in slow motion? Oh, please. <laughs> what do you make of it, Stuart? The spirit's energy seems to be focused right behind Derek. Look, we should, we should get out of here. This, this could be bad, you know. Oh, my God. As I'm approaching you, Derek, there's an intensifying sulfuric smell. Everyone, come over here and stand next to Derek. Right, nobody move. It's definitely evil here. Oh, I'm getting lightheaded. Oh, bloody hell, I broke wind, all right? Why, why do you have to investigate things so exhaustively? Because we are bloody paranormal investigators. Look, I let one rip. You've solved the mystery. Are you happy? Julian! Maybe we should leave. We should leave, definitely. It's amazing. What else do we need to do? We need to tell people stuff or things. Um, yeah, we want to get our get our shit in. Um, <clears throat> I guess again, first and foremost, we are officially up on Google Play. You can find us there. I'm also putting out the call that if you have a podcast service that you enjoy using, and we are not there, if it is not iTunes, Google Play. Stitcher or tune in, please let us know about it and we will be there shortly. We are working on filling out all of those, checking all those boxes. Uh, you can also find us online, facebook.com slash OK Talk Show or simply search OK Talk Show and find us there. Give us a like, share our posts, like our posts. Engage in conversation in the comments section. There's always hearty debate going on whether things are nonsense or not nonsense. Mostly nonsense. <laughs> um, again, that's OK Talk Show on Facebook. OK Talk Show also on Twitter. Uh, again, follow us, like, 
retweet. We appreciate it all. We put all sorts of little articles and interesting things that make it onto Twitter that we may or may not talk about, but uh, we are interested in nonetheless. And our email, as you heard, <clears throat> I read some emails, so oktalkpodcast at gmail.com. Send us in, and you too may make it on the show. What an honor that could be for you and for us. We enjoy but mainly for you. <laughs> mainly for you. And also, on any of those platforms, leave us a review, leave us a rating. That makes a huge difference. Mainly for my ego. Yes. But also for other people. I'm very ha- I don't want to jinx it, but I am very pleased with the string of five-star reviews that we've uh, accumulated on iTunes. Yes, continue that, to knock on wood. That was wood. Um, I think it's wood. I don't know. They really are great, though. Like I, I love hearing just the different things that people pick up on and enjoy. Yeah, what was that one that I shared with you the other day? The welcome to New Orleans. <laughs> <coughs> Pretty brilliant. Welcome to New Orleans, players. I think that was the actual title of said review. Love this show. I started listening for the Bigfoot-related shows, but found the non-Bigfoot shows to be just, if not more, entertaining. The story about the two guys in the convertible driving to New Orleans was hilarious. I've told it to all my friends. However, these guys are slowly but surely making their mark in the Bigfoot-slash-unexplained community. I can't wait to see what the future holds for OK Talk. Us either. Thank you, Beans 1978. Mm Mm-hmm. I do appreciate, I was I was trying to explain this to my friend who was visiting today. He said he had listened to the show a couple times, and the couple of random assortment of episodes that he picked out were both Bigfoot-related. And he was like, is that all you talk about? I'm like, no. But there is a segment of the the population out there who, when we don't discuss such topics, they start clamoring for it again. So it is fun to uh, to not discuss the woolly man of the woods every now and then. Every and, now and then. And stop down to read a list of old ghost shows that are no longer on the air. I feel like Ghost Hunt may be, although watch, I'll watch more of that show and then... Spend all day tomorrow talking in New Zealand accent. <laughs> Just driving every single person crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> At least I don't think I'll see the wife for a good 12 to 15 hours, so it may be out of me by then. But I'm not promising anything. Is <laughs> use condoms over here, Mary. Use condoms. You're going to die before the next episode. So, yeah, this may be the end of it. If anyone wants me. if anyone wants to try to sign up to be my co-host <laughs> or to be our Rhonda Bank skeptic, there'll be an empty chair in here shortly in short order. You've been coughing for like a, like a month and a half. This happens to me like I'll I, I will get sick and get a cough and then that cough does not go away for 3 months. Or something like that. This so. is horrible because we're in a studio, <clears throat> closed in tightly. Yeah, 
Well, I don't think I have anything. I just. No, you have a cough. I don't feel sick. Sick. See? <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. What What did you think of what we do in the shadows? I love it. I feel like I got really, really high when I watched it. Uh-huh. And um, I thought it was brilliant. And then I saw that it was on HBO the other day, and so I recorded it. And I was actually going to watch it today. And then I had this, like, really rare moment where, like, I had the house to myself. And I started watching that new Ancient Aliens, and I fell asleep. I love sleeping to Ancient Aliens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's my favorite thing. Dreaming about the possibilities? I don't even know that I dream about it. It's just I love I love that guy who is the <laughs> the, 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 the narrator. Is it possible <laughs> that stuff is happening? Ancient alien theorists. <laughs> Say yes. I love that show so much. I want to be that show. David Childress, we're coming for you. The uh, Clearly because <clears throat> David Pilates wants nothing to do with our show. He's not responded, even even though the request has been made by multiple people. But you know what? Some some podcasts like went bananas on him. And he's checked I think, out. I think that scared him off. I don't know. That, he's... Busy man. It's got got things to look into. I was very impressed by the title of the sequel to What We Do in the Shadows that's coming up, which follows the the werewolf clan. Mm. What it's, is it? It's titled We're Wolves. We're Wolves? <laughs> like We Are Wolves. But <laughs> Does it have the apostrophe? Yes. We're Wolves. <laughs> so I thought it was particularly brilliant. Similar, similar <laughs> cast? Uh yeah, I mean I think it's the same people. Why can't we figure out how to get a hold of Murray? Because he's into Bigfoot. He is. Yes, he is. Got a guy looking for him. <laughs> then I'd be disappointed that Reese Darby wasn't just exactly like Murray. I know he kind of is though. I've heard I've heard yeah. interviews with him, and he yeah, and he kind a, of is that guy. He's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, love him. Got to figure out. How to get a hold of him. We needed to do a better job of flexing our muscles. <laughs> or, you know, not. Not just sitting back and waiting for people to come to us. I don't know. Guess what would have happened if I would have just sat back and waited on Bigfoot to come to me? <laughs> he would have screamed at me. All right. What else can we do that's genius? I don't know. I'm going to watch more shows. Let me look up some of those older ones. Specifically the 80s era of those shows. Just the bonkers intros. That's incredible. (laughs) What's this? What's happening right now? What is this? It's a down blouse shot of a girl with blue eyes is what it is. Oh, well. I don't. It's not what I was... don't know how we've ended up there. It keeps happening. Just pictures of hot girls. <laughs> Who is... Is that the same person? That is a better show. The hidden truth behind ancient hallucinogens. 40 in TV. 
Let's see if we can find forty on TV. This guy's voice. He talks like this, honey. <laughs> it's a whimsical fantasy. What a weird shot that is. <laughs> I don't believe in... Let's talk to this scientist about mermaids. <laughs> I don't believe in mermaids. All right. <laughs> All right, then. Dude, I would just roll this in the background of a party. <laughs> An acid trip. <laughs> <laughs> Like, project this on a wall? That head? None of this now needed baby head. <laughs> I want to move over there just to watch Weird Night. Do you think, they, do you think they're still doing Weird Night? I have to experience Weird Night as it happens. Any of our UK listeners, please tell us if they still do Weird Night on BBC Two with this talking bald head. It looks like it's just a programming block. Weird movies from 1230 on. With that said, I mean, tell me that's not going to be our podcast image. <laughs> Let me just send that to you. It's 222. <laughs> do you know where your baby head is? <laughs> so apparently this was a one-off like programming block. On December 18th, 1994. <laughs> Word. Word. I think I can make something out of what we did. Gosh, you might be able to make two somethings out of what we did. We've been recording for a while. I would be the judge of that. <laughs> the Bigfoot house tonight. All night long, weird night. On BBC Two. This is Weird Night. Hello, you're watching BBC Two. Weird Night continues. In five minutes, weird thoughts. Reasonable people discuss the unreasonable.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.